The purpose of this podcast is to educate and inform. It is no substitute for professional care by your doctor or your qualified healthcare professional. Never disregard or delay professional medical advice because of something you've heard on this podcast or in any linked material. Guests who speak on this podcast express their own opinions, experience, and conclusions. Dr. Shirley neither endorses nor opposes any particular opinion discussed on this podcast. The views expressed on this podcast have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, practice, institution, or other entity with which Dr. Shirley may be affiliated. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty. This podcast is curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD, as the definitive source of holistic wellness through beauty. Welcome to Forever Fab, the podcast dedicated to fashion, the art of living well, and all things beauty. I'm your host, Dr. Shirley Madere, your purveyor of this definitive source of living a beautiful and fabulous life. This week's episode is dedicated to agelessness. The topic is Jet Set Beauty, Global Trends for High-Performance Lifestyles. This is my interview with the most fabulous Sue Devitt. Welcome, Sue. Thank you, Shirley. It's a pleasure to be here today. Thank you so so very much. This is fun. So Sue Devitt began her cosmetics career as one of Hollywood's top celebrity makeup artists. She is the founder of her eponymous brand, Sue Devitt Beauty. As a successful beauty entrepreneur, she developed a cult following for her results-oriented makeup and skincare line, which sold internationally in retailers such as Sephora, Barney's New York, Harvey Nicks, Bloomingdale's Macy's, and QVC. On runways, Sue's worked with Valentino, Versace, Dolce & Gabbana, Marc Jacobs, Oscar de la Renta, and a whole host more. You've also collaborated, Sue, with world-famous fashion photographers for Vogue, Allure, Glamour, InStyle, and Elle. You've appeared as a beauty expert, which you most definitely are, <laughs> on NBC's Today Show, ABC, Entertainment Tonight, Oprah, and E's Fashion Police. Whoop, whoop! You have also, Sue, worked with celebrities including Gwyneth Paltrow, founder of Goop, as we all know, Jennifer Lopez, congratulations, when are you getting married, Scarlett Johansson, Sandra Bullock, and Uma Thurman. Your new line, Artisan Lux, is your latest contribution to the anti-aging arsenal. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. So, so happy to be here. Thank you. So let's dig right in. Tell us about yourself, Sue. Where did you grow up? Where's that beautiful accent from? <laughs> okay. So I grew up in Adelaide, Australia. Yes. And I spent a lot of time um, at the beach, obviously, growing up. And um, what I realized is, you know, in that part of the world, the Southern Hemisphere, the ozone layer is extremely damaged. So I grew up with a lot of sun exposure. So my okay. skin is super, super sensitive. Okay. So when I started formulating cosmetics after you know quite a few years in Hollywood and working with all the top supermodels and celebrities making them look beautiful, I realized how important it is to get the skin right. Because if you don't get the skin right, then the makeup doesn't look as good as it can. And you're also not caring for your clients. So, you know, when you start at 20 years old, everyone thinks that, you know, 40 is like a really long way away. (laughs) And all of a sudden, bam, you're in it. (laughs) Exactly. Where'd that go? (laughs) Wait, 40, what? Uh, So, you know, I started to see changes in my skin, 21, 25, 29, 31. 
And of course, we haven't got past that. So no, how would I know I'm just making the rest of up? Of course not. It's all wrong based on research. <laughs> that would be other my people's clients, research. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, I realized honestly that caring for your skin in your yes. 20s is the most important time. So having all that skin exposure, the yes. sun exposure, the damage, um, the photo damage. I really wanted to create nurturing makeup products that led me into the skincare realm. Yes. And at first I said, you know, I really don't want to enter into skincare. There's so right. many great companies doing it so well. What can I possibly contribute? Yes. But women love the makeup products so much because I loaded them up with skincare ingredients yeah. that they're like, okay, well, what can we use first? Like what can we, you know, what kind of skincare regimen do you uh, recommend? Yes. So I started to play around in that space and I found with a company called Kose in Japan. And, you know, the Japanese are so succinct and yes. they're so layered and they're so proud and yes. they're so and they honor their skin. intense. They completely honor their skin. All Asian countries, yeah. in fact, really do a beautiful job maintaining that gorgeous, glossy, yes. clear, yeah. white skin, mm. um, as opposed to the West where tan you know, is, is an affluent sort of thing to have and, and it sort of determines your, your lifestyle and your status to a certain degree. Yes. It's the opposite in Asian countries. Brighter and whiter skin in Asia is, is more revered. So, you know, when you formulate globally, you have to take all of the different cultures into effect and also into um, consideration. Also, yes. the Middle East have their own needs as well. Yes. Yes. And then you've got the North. You've got, like, England and Ireland and Norway. I mean, totally different skin again. Yes. So you have to really find a balance of products and ingredients that work for women worldwide. Yes. Well, I and love what my... you did. It was It's a brilliant concept to actually take anti-aging or skin nourishing mm -hmm. ingredients and putting them into makeup. Mm -hmm. I mean, so many of us wear makeup, whether it's every day, every month, every week, whatever the case may be, and to actually have makeup that not just enhances and beautifies, but also helps you to take care of your skin. I think it's absolutely genius. So thank you for coming You're up with welcome. that. I think it's critically important because we wear for so many hours a day, every True. day, pretty much every day. I yeah. think there's not a woman really that doesn't wear even a mascara or a concealer, you know, just a couple of little, even a lip gloss. You know, you can yes. build ceramides and hyaluronic acid, build those ingredients into that yes. formulation. Why wouldn't we? Why of course. Wouldn't we? I mean, that was my first thought. It's very generous of you and very thoughtful <laughs> and very empowering and very, and you love your tribe. You love your I women's do. I It's love, fantastic. I love all my women. Well, what's, was there a seminal event that actually led you to go into beauty? Were you, were you studying beauty or what happened? Um, so funny that you mentioned that. Not <laughs> really. I, I moved from Australia to Paris. Yes. In the 80s. A beautiful very place. Very late 80s, of course. Yes. And um, I, I discovered the fashion industry mm -hmm. and it was so colorful and glamorous and and vibrant and exciting and all the runway shows and the couture and Rousseau en Honoré and all the boutiques. Yes. It was such a gorgeous environment, but I really didn't have such a penchant for fashion, but I wanted to live in that world somehow. I loved photography. Yes. I loved going on locations for fashion shoots. So the moment the clothes come off the runway, they'll go to Vogue, L, you know, in style, and everyone shoots them for the September issue. Yes. Um, or if it's obviously spring, you know, right. shoot in the fall. Um, and so we would go as a team, and I was assisting in any way I could be helpful at that time, mostly in fashion. And then I realized that job of a makeup artist, that looks kind of cool. <laughs> All you have to do is carry this little kid around little and make kid, women yeah. look beautiful. I mean, how, how, how hard can that be? Right. <laughs> so, and actually growing up, I always used to do my mother's hair. So I oh. actually thought I might go into the hair uh, yes. field. Yes. But then, 
you know, there's wind and there's humidity and yeah. there's like salt air. I'm like, yeah. no, no, that's way too much. <laughs> that's too out of my control. I don't know if I can really manage all that. And yeah. then all the wigs and the cases yeah. that these guys carry around. I'm like, oh, you know, I've got to simplify all this. Yeah. That little kid will be just fine yeah. with me. <laughs> so that little everything I can into that kid. <laughs> and then I'm like, hmm, I think I could do this a little better. Not to be arrogant, but just to be more efficient. Yes. So, you know piling skincare ingredients into makeup it made the makeup look smoother it smoothed the skin it yes. exfoliated to a tiny degree right the seaweed foundation that i created that was became a big famous product yes. was really bouncy so it gave the skin this beautiful this buoyancy almost. exactly hydration buoyancy yes. because i built it into a gel base yes so the gel helped to really give that it contained water and so you've got all your minerals. You've got vitamins A, B, B5, C, K, and D, and E. Wow. Trace elements, minerals, um, vitamins, yes. and it's all packed into foundation. So naturally, the foundation is going to look absolutely flawless. Yes. And that was kind of the key. That was like, wait, can I make a lip gloss that could do this? Can I make, you know, blush that could be like a bouncy sort of, you know, give you a natural facelift? And what about an eyeliner pencil? Uh, how about mascara? So I started, I just philosophically built all of that into every makeup product. Yeah, when you were listing those ingredients, I thought, oh my gosh, this sounds like the VitaGlow injections that I do, that I wow. borrowed the technique from my colleagues in Paris, and it's yeah. chock full of vitamins, Ooh, but difference, I use a needle, and you're using them in, you know, creams and lip glosses and uh, foundations. It is, you've created a functional beauty line, and right. I have always been a big advocate of that. So we'll talk about uh, talk about that later, because you call your functional beauty line bio-beauty, which yes. makes total sense. So we'll get to that a bit later. Okay. So what exactly or specifically do you love about beauty? Um, I think what it is, it, it's a transformation. So whether you're painting a wall in an office or if you're tending to your garden, there is a sense of immediate gratification, instant gratification. And when you're working with women and they come in looking like, you know, just an ordinary person and you turn them into this goddess, with a team, there's yeah. hair and there's styling, there's right. jewelry, yes. but you're part of that transformation. You, it's like, you know, there's so, such gratification that because women are so excited and so happy and they see themselves in a completely different way. And then you've left them with tricks and tips that they can use for themselves going forward. Yes. So it's, it's great in the moment, but you know you've delivered something that could possibly change the way they feel about themselves entirely. And that's a great feeling. So you help your clients actually to bring out their inner goddessness. Yes, exactly. We go deep. We go, go deep, deep Shirley. <laughs> it's like, it's like, right, we're going in. In your career, Sue, you worked with many people, but uh, most notably uh, Francois Nars. Mm -hmm. And uh, you assisted actually with the launch of the Nars product line, the cosmetics line. Correct. What did that experience teach you whether it was about the beauty industry or about business or about what people really want okay well working with Francois Nars was a real gift because he he was a very calm or is a very calm human being very nice kind guy French so kind yeah. of sexy and cool as well <laughs> but you but know of course yeah, <laughs> but um he is an absolute artist mm -hmm. and um I think he taught me the importance of perfection and I'm very uh, detail-oriented, so I could see and appreciate what he would put into makeup, 
And I was so impressed by it because honestly, before that experience, I was pretty good, yes. but I wasn't great. Mm -hmm. And he sort of took me from being an okay kid on the block of Australia somewhere yes. <laughs> to like the heights of Paris and Milan and like the top designers in the world. And all of a sudden, it lifted my game in such a way that it was just unbelievable, you know, from the beginning point to, to where I got to. Yes. So I have to thank him for that. But I think what I brought to the table after that was the whole treatment foundation, the skincare within that formulation yes. of any makeup product, yes. which makeup artists don't really have that exposure. So after working with him, I decided to take a contract with a Japanese company called Kose. Yes. And it's one of the top research and development firms in Japan. And the Japanese are just so incredibly determined and um, intense about everything that they create. I mean, mm -hmm. if you order sushi in, in Japan, it's the, pretty. Sh the chef is carving a flower yeah, out of a radish. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So <laughs> it's not just, here's your sushi, ma'am. It's right. like, here's your sushi that's so perfect, yes. the best fish available. Right. And by the way, yes. your 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 radish is a flower. Right. You know, <laughs> on top like of the super fresh three dimensional rose, and you can eat it. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's so good. So, so the combination of the art piece, which was really important, but the combination of the chemistry, the research and development, and the science, that's what became my game changer. Because I took the time to really get to know my craft. And, you know, it's not only all of the ingredients and how you synergistically layer them into each formulation. It's about the viscosity. It's about the supple flavor of each fragrance that goes into it. It's the organic nature. It's the high-level anti-aging property. So it's understanding what is Matrixyl 3000, what right. are ceramides, what are tetrapeptides, right. what's an AHA. You know, drilling down on all of those ingredients and then balancing them out with really harmonious organics that feel good. So it's very sensorial. And then you've got your textures that you're working with. So I'm, I, I love to cook. I'm a pretty, pretty good cook. <laughs> and that it's the same thing when you're yes. formulating a formula. It's yes. like it has to be perfect, yes. you know. Yes. And I have amazing R&D people all over the world. I formulate in the United States, in Italy, in Germany, in Switzerland, in Tokyo. So I have really got the creme de la creme of yeah. the team. So I direct them, but they execute, and yes. it comes back to me, and then right. we'll review it and, and revise. Tweak and edit. Yeah, okay. a lot of revisions sometimes. But you know, you push them to become fantastic. Yeah, I love and that. And then that shows in your work. And then you've got a business. Yeah. It's not just an idea. Or it's not a just real a passion. Business. Yeah, exactly. Well, it sounds as if you've learned quite a bit in your it lifetime. And still, and still going. I do yeah, you applaud you for what you said about beauty, that it isn't just an art. It is a science. And mm -hmm. I've always believed that. Yes, you know, the, the top stuff, the superficial stuff can look fantastic. But when you really start looking at the layers, as you talk yeah. about, your layers of formulation, mm -hmm. looking at the layers of skin, beauty is a science. It is. And that you're able to create products that marry the two, the art and the science of beauty. Again, I, I have to applaud you. I can't and then wait I to think, try those products. Thank you. I'm glad. I think also that third element, too, is how it affects a woman's self-esteem. Yes. And confidence level and so therefore their ability to get out in the world and do better yeah. you know the emotional it, aspect exactly of it's yeah. an emotional element yeah. and you know people forget that like if you really analyze what beauty is about um in the old regime you know when i first started in the industry people would 
um, think that a woman would make herself up to catch a man, to like be attracted Nuts. to men. <laughs> and, and maybe that was the case at the time for, for one or two of those girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm teasing. But, you know, but now it's all about women empowering each other and, and empowering themselves. And yeah, and, and confidence. Yeah. And, and then just, you know, everything shifted entirely. So I think not that makeup's essential for that, of course, no, right. but it, it does contribute. And I see the difference of a woman sitting in the chair right. before and after. And it's yeah. like, all of a sudden, this woman comes alive, right. as you say, w- uh, awakening, awakening the inner goddess that's in a right. woman. And that's a very joyful and um, gratifying feeling to be I, able to do that. I agree. I mean, you I, see it in yes, your job. I have to tell you um, what a little shimmer can do. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Much less expensive than, you know, a little nip and a tuck. <laughs> but I'm all hey, about listen, the beauty I, transformation. <laughs> we're not demeaning any of it. It's <laughs> all good. It's all great. <laughs> so for jet-setting types, and yes. you too are a jet-setter, mm-hmm. and we'll touch upon that later. But for men and women who travel the world and are super busy and just love to travel, what types of products do you recommend while traveling? I have my favorite oil, and... I dare say this rose oil of yours is about to become my next. But yeah. what do you recommend for travel? A facial oil is always a great idea. Um, I think a serum is also important. And I've even been on planes where I've seen women wear masks. Oh. Like they're just not shy about it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So on a it. face mask is great. And if, you, if you're bold enough to do that during flight, yeah. God, God bless. <laughs> but at least when you get to the hotel room, right. mask. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> So, right, if not in flight, post flight. A serum is important because, well, so for example, with our um, dynamic cell recovery serum, it's yes. actually a recovery serum for the cells. So it has this beautiful water break technology that it's heat activated. So the moment, so you usually pump it onto your fingertips, right, yes. or on the back of your hand. Yes. And then when you touch it, it breaks into this beautiful fluid liquid. And so it gives you that gorgeous, glassy, Asian yes. kind of skin that's just like, wow, how do they do that over there? It's so amazing. Right. So something like that that gives you an immediate visual benefit but also has the backup plan, which is your anti-aging properties that continuously work for cellular recovery. That's really important when you're flying. Um, also, when you're traveling, you tend to stress out. Am I going to make my flight? Right. Is my Uber there to pick me up? <laughs> is my driver there? Where's my baggage coming out? Right. Yeah, who's sitting next to me? Right. Is this person going to talk my ear off the whole flight? <laughs> right. You know, so there's just an element of stress going yes. through TSA. TSA? Know? Yeah. So, Hashtag not cute. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And your skin suffers through that stress. So anything you can do to recover from that is, yes. is important. And I think also... Um, you know, uh, an oil-based cleanser or a foam-based cleanser, nothing too harsh that would strip the skin, try to avoid fragrance in your cleanser, that kind of thing. And anything that creates a cellular turnover, so you've got new skin, you know, coming to light every day, um, overnight, anything. Like retinol, I'm sort of always on the fence about. Mm -hmm. I prefer Matrixel 3000. It's more of a a gentle exfoliation. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a very active person. I'm playing tennis, I'm swimming, I'm walking, I'm driving, I'm out. I'm out and about. I live in nature. It's like I'm always, I've always got some sun exposure. Yes. So, you know, retinol is tough because you can't have any sun exposure. Right. It's a very effective ingredient, but there are other things that you can put into your regime that creates that beautiful bouncy baby skin. Yes. That's not quite as harsh. Um, so I think cellular turnover is a really big deal okay. and hydration and then anything that will put back the bounce and elasticity into the skin because yes. you always want to retain that. And plus the, the air on yeah. flights is Pollution. so drying and 
not exactly the cleanest air. Exactly. With so all that cleanse, recirculation. Yes, cleanse as soon as you get off and get to the hotel or at home or wherever you are. I like that. We all want yeah. hashtag baby bottom skin. <laughs> <laughs> you have worked with women around the world. Um, what are a few of the beauty concerns that we all share globally? I know you mentioned in Asia, they're pristine, they're meticulous about their skin care, but there has there have to be some general concerns about skin and beauty that all women share across the world. What, in your experience, can those be? Yeah, that's a great question. So I think um, pollution today is is the number one uh, concern for women. So I think sun exposure, of course, always using a really high-level SPF. I wouldn't go out without a 50 uh, myself. And on my neck, decollete, shoulders, you know, any yes. anything that's getting exposed, yes. I always, like put on a high level of um, SPF, but also anti-politants. So we want, mm. um, we want uh, ingredients that will protect from, you know, on an antioxidant level. Yes. That's really important. And um, just smoke and, and um, pollution, I think, they're really the two key. I mean, I notice when I come here to New York City, yes. how filthy my skin is at the end of the day. Oh. I mean, it's unbelievable. I know. Um, I live at the beach, so, right. you know, I get all these beautiful eons and minerals and, and fresh air. Yes. Um, so I notice when I'm in a city how dirty my skin gets. So I think cleansing is really important. Yeah. <clears throat> and then just, you know, a serum will help protect, creates that barrier, too, between your um, exposure, your environmental stress, and your skin. I, whenever I see patients and right before I start a procedure, I cleanse their skin for them. Yeah. And I always say, let's take New York City off of your face yeah. before a procedure. So I, right. I agree with you. I would have never thought years ago that we would need anti-pollution mm -hmm. skincare. Yeah. It's still kind of, I still can't really wrap my head around it, but right. it's a true fact, especially with climate change, worsening I know. climate change. It's fascinating that this this product line has even come into being, into right. existence, but I guess it's necessary. Definitely. And I've done a lot of work in Asia and also Dubai. So, mm. you know, there's also a big pollution uh, situation over there as well, but mostly in on the Far East. And um, so I became much more sensitive to it mm -hmm. through working, on, you know, in the Far East. But here I noticed, it, I mean, Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, of course, right. but... Um, Not to mention China, but yeah, we mentioned China. No, China, too, <laughs> yeah. of course. But L.A., I find it's like, wow, that smog is something else, yeah. especially if you're in a studio city like Universal or yes. any of the studios, yes. you're, you're in that bowl. So it's right. just like all of a sudden you're living in color and now you're living in black and white. It's weird. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's it's a little scary. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, a lot scary. Yeah. So pollution is one of them. Obviously, I think we're all subjected to the effects of climate change, but mm -hmm. nobody, no one really thinks about climate change and their skin. Yeah, yeah. So it's real. Yeah, it's totally real. It's and real. then I think dark circles under the yes. eyes is a big concern for women. Yeah. Uh, of course, um, diminishing a fine line and wrinkles. That's, of course. That's everything. Yes. Um, so that's the, the crux of the whole anti-aging direction. Yeah. But I think also, um, you know, there's a, um, like fruit acids and AHAs that are really helpful to flush out through the lymph, yes. flush out those dark circles. Hesperidin methylchalcone is a bit of a tongue twister. Yes. <laughs> but it's a really great ingredient to like brighten up under the eye area, tri uh, tripeptides. Yes. Um, yeah, There's I think. There's a lot of good stuff out yeah, there. Yeah, arbutin has a slight um, whitening property to lightning, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I would add to that global issue, maybe, I'm not sure, I haven't surveyed all countries, but I okay. would add, you know, gravity. Yes, of course, sagging definitely. Effects. 
Mm. Yeah, I and know. I can offer a facelift, but not everyone wants that. So I still really? Think, yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> I think not, they're not keeping not a secret. I think every woman wants it, whether she'll go through with it yeah, or exactly. not. Yeah, exactly. Maybe everyone wants it, wants it, but who knows it. if they'll go through with it. Boy, if anyone facelift in a bottle, wasn't there a brand? Uh, yeah, okay. it was just a lot. It was um, moon drops, wasn't yeah, it? Something um, like that. Like yeah, something in a, bottle. in a bottle. All yeah. right. Okay. More, work in progress. Yes. Work in progress. So why is it important for you, or why was it important for you to develop a problem, solution, um, oriented product line to help um, people to address their skin concerns? Because that is, that is unique in a way, mm -hmm. right? So you thought about the issue and the problem, and then you actually thought of ingredients to help address those problems. Why was that important for you? Well, that's where the makeup artistry part of my career became really important because every day I'd work with a different woman. True. So I'd show up on set every single day with somebody else with different skin, yes. different color, different yes. age, different skin type, different yes. concern, different insecurities. Yes. You know, so you sort of bundle all of that and you keep coming up with like the top three or top four. Um, and so it is, again, you know, fine lines and wrinkles, dehydration, gravity, lack of uh, elasticity, yes. and then dark circles. And then, of course, that ties in with pigmentation differentiation. Right. So evening the skin tone and texture. Right. So it's, they're really the five key concerns for women. Yeah. Um, so I think if you can address those with really lovely, lightweight, sophisticated, effective formulations, mm -hmm. then you, that's, that's your target. That's yes. your market right there. I would agree with that. So you have a line, which I call functional beauty, but you call it bio-beauty. What does that mean for you? Well, it means that it's globally sourced bioavailable ingredients. So the cleanest, the best level ingredients available. Um, we harvest the organics at the top peak of their lifespan. So everything's really super fresh. And in very clean parts of the world, like I source from Australia, from Africa, from the Atlas Mountains, where the water runs off the Atlas Mountains, it's full of phosphates and yes. it's so clean. The soil is so rich and pure. Um, the Amazon. So I tend to go to the far and distant corners of the world to source the cleanest, purest ingredients. Yes. Um, and I like a little unique story and a little yeah. unique twist, something that excites me because... I need to stay inspired. Of course. And then, you know, I've got something fresh to offer women. So that's exciting. It's exciting for them. It's really as exciting for me. Yes. And, you know, my skin needs everything too. So, <laughs> you know, that's just kind of part that's of the right. job. One for me, one for you, one for <laughs> me. Right. Two for you, three for me. <laughs> exactly. It's like my Christmas shopping. <laughs> my holiday shopping. One for you, three for me. <laughs> I love it. I'm doing a lot of work only, here. Only you would fess up to that, Shirley. I love that about you. <laughs> oh, I speak my truth. So you that's have awesome. indeed created a beautiful line. And Thank I would you. say it's also an ethical line. Why? Why was that imperative for you to create an ethical brand? And do you believe that sustainably and ethically sourced uh, products will become the basic irreducible minimum in skincare? Or are people just thinking it's a trend? No, I think it's 100%. People are digging deeper. Um, people are more attuned to community today, caring about each other, supporting each other. Um, I think it's really important to have like a total philosophy to your life and your lifestyle and yes. your career. And I see that become, it's always been important to me in Australia when we grew when we were growing up, um, you know, every Christmas would have the newspapers would be filled with like nativity scenes. It was all about baby Jesus and it was very religious and, you know, it was all about 
you know, Christmas being about the birth of Christ. And so there was always this deep Christian sort of feeling. And then, of course, we were lucky enough to be bombarded by all different cultures, Italians and Greeks and Africans and Americans and, you know, people from all over the world. So everyone brought a little bit of their culture. So Australia is very much a mixing, uh, like a melting pot of, of cultures today. And so I think that there's something very deep about growing up there and that carries you through no matter where you move. So it could be October here and we're listening to Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells. But at the end of the day, you know, we're celebrating um, community and and people's belief systems and, you know, supporting each other in in a spiritual way, I think. And I see that more clearly now than ever before, especially in the States, because we're primarily a capital country and it's very commercial. But I feel like there's been, I mean, the Americans have embraced me so beautifully and I feel so at home here and I've lived here most of my life now. Yes. Um, I think I see that in, in so many brands today where ethics is really an important part of the whole ethos and the DNA of, of each particular uh, company and that brand. Part of the brand and experience. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited about that. And philanthropy wrapping into that and yes. helping people. Yes. Because yeah. ultimately, in the end, that's what it's all about, right? It's all we about, are, we're all yeah. people, and we all have to live together and live with each other. And without the people, there's no need for products. That's right. right. That's right. It has been said by some wellness people that you should look for skincare products that have 10 or less ingredients. Now, I, I struggle with that because I'm not quite sure <clears throat> you know, how, fe- how possible that is and, and still get results. So mm-hmm. in your opinion, how feasible is it to create a clean, chemical-free product line that is also as equally efficacious as your retinols or your, yeah. It's impossible. Okay. So it it doesn't mean it's impossible. Like, you can also wrap them into your regimen. Yes. But it's impossible to get the same efficacy from synthetic ingredients or chemicals. You can use clean chemicals. Right. Um, But if you're all organic, first of all, the shelf life is very, very short. So from the moment you open a bottle, you've got, you could have six months or a year before the whole thing has to be used because there's not enough preservative nature in the formula to keep it tight and to keep it healthy. So that's number one. And secondly, without your anti-aging ingredients, there's no cellular turnover. It's hydrating and it feels nice and it smells good. It smells good and and it's a beautiful experience, but you're never going to get the results that you get from real anti-aging ingredients like tetrapeptides, peptides, ceramides, ceramides, metrixyl, MDA complex. You, You just can't. It's impossible. Yeah. That's that's it, folks. But you that's can have answer. both. You can have both. Yes, you yeah. can incorporate both. Exactly. Like I, the facial oil is all yes. organic. One Drop Wonder is all organic. And yes. then these have more high level, you know, more sophistication to them. Right. Um, but I love to blend them all. Yes. Yeah. And I agree with that. I, I like the mixing of the, the chemicals and the organic because for me, at least, that's what seems to work. Right. And also in the Artisan Lux formulations, even with the very high level anti-aging ingredients, there's also... A bunch of organics yes. because that's that feeling that you get that it's like the love you yeah. know and it's yeah. just like oh, I just love that that's the yeah. emotional part of that's the beauty the right emotional part, yeah. exactly. I, I do believe in botanicals and again uh, yeah. I believe in a nice mix mm-hmm. 
we both believe in the concept of holistic beauty, that yes. inner health and wellness help to dictate your physical appearance. I think most people understand that. For you, what's the most important thing that you can do to support inner beauty? We mm -hmm. obviously know that you're supporting outer beauty in a beautiful way. What can we do to support inner beauty? What would be your top recommendation? Okay, so I think clean food, um, less red meat is a little better, but I'm not. I, I do eat red meat on occasion as well. I eat a lot of fish. I'll eat chicken. Um, I eat everything from the farm stand I possibly can. Yes. And then when... When there's no when they've run out <laughs> produce, yeah. When it's like you know November, I move. Yeah. <laughs> I go to somewhere with a warmer climate, with um, bigger farm stands. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I love farm stands. Yeah. I love farm stands because you, you can't get anything clean. I love a lettuce, a baby lettuce head of like butter lettuce with dirt on it. You know, <laughs> or like strawberries or blueberries yeah. or yeah. like you know, you just got to go and scrub those puppies. Right. You know, because yeah. like there's dirt and grit, and you yes. know it comes. Some right earth. out of the ground, like within hours. I also grow my own vegetables. Good for you. Yeah, I have a lettuce farm <laughs> in my yard in Southampton, imagine, in the village. In the village. I'll probably now get ticketed or something. No, you won't. They're not listening to this podcast. <laughs> Other farmers are, though. Um, so I do. I grow all my own lettuce. I grow um, blueberries. I'll grow strawberries, um, tomatoes. Uh, what else do I grow? Beans, um, jalapenos, you can even like little peppers. So growing your own vegetables is so amazing. Fruit trees, I love to have fruit trees. When I'm down in the Caribbean over the winter, um, I always make sure I'm somewhere that has coconut trees so you can just clock off one of those coconuts. One of the guys will just go <laughs> clock it off for you and put a straw in and you're machete. drinking you pure coconut water. Yeah. But also um, collagen supplements I take, yes. I, uh, the powders, like I actually produ we produce them yes. um, with hyaluronic acid as oh, well. Nice. So I've noticed a difference, like I'm a big tennis player, so in my knees and my joints, yes. taking internal um, hyaluronic acid I and collagen, yeah. and I can feel it in my skin as well. Yes. So that, and then of course, all the superfruits. Yes. Yeah. So I think eating well, drinking a lot of water, drinking fresh juice, not too much alcohol. Right. I mean, all those rose all day. Something every once in a while. <laughs> the rose all day posts, they're not real. Rose all day. <laughs> hey, they're antioxidants in rose. That's right. Let's, let's That's not right. minimize the importance Absolutely of not. a good grape. <laughs> the grape, a superfood. Exactly. <laughs> so that brings me to um, the last question before we break for part two. Do you believe, you obviously do, but do you believe certain supplements benefit skin health? And if so, which ones? Which ones are in your cabinet besides collagen? Um, I think vitamin A and E obviously brightens the skin and helps even the skin tone. Um, vitamin E is great for moisturization as well. Vitamin K is terrific, so you can get that from seaweed or kelp supplements. Um, vitamin C, obviously tremendous for your skin. Uh, good for your immune system, so I'd say vitamin C. And then I think really just collagen, hyaluronic acid, the um, superfruit complex is good, like pomegranate, acai. Uh, I make a lot of smoothies, and I like to use fresh fruits with the supplements and blend them all into a smoothie so it's delicious and yeah. it doesn't feel like you're having to take 10,000 pills. Yeah, 10,000 pills. Yeah. And also I feel, I feel like I'm not doing the right job for myself if I'm not eating well. Yeah. So I try to get my whole food supplements naturally. Yeah, 100%. You've been listening to Sue Devitt on the interview with Dr. Shirley on Forever Fab Podcast. We'll be back for part two. Stay tuned.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Forever Fab, the podcast on fashion, the art of living, and all things beauty, curated by Dr. Shirley Madir, MD. Live beautifully and help make the world a more beautiful place.